perhaps now, but what about in the last few days, the last few months, perhaps during the whole time of pandemic, has your loneliness come and gone, or has it been this constant wear upon your emotional well-being? Today, that's what we're going to be exploring in our worship podcast. And joining me, as usual, is my partner, Janelle Taphorn. And top of the morning to you on this spring. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, good morning. So how was, how's your, been your weekend so far? It's been wonderful. Did you get outside and enjoy the great weather? We did. We went out last night with friends, sat on a patio outdoors. So did the did the safety protocol when it comes to COVID, the pandemic still, but yet... Yes, we were safe. We wore our masks when we weren't eating, and it was just a wonderful time. So quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you feel lonely last night? I'm glad you asked. You know what? I did not. Ah. I have to say the entire evening was engaging and yeah, the whole time I didn't feel lonely, but I understand why you might. Yeah. So. And I think that's a, uh, when I'm, I chose this topic, uh, it was something that I have been feeling. Really? On and off. Yeah. And it's right. something that I think of a lot of individuals that have been experiencing to different degrees. And so for those that want to engage us during this time of the podcast, either they're watching us live right now yeah. or listen to this at a later time, how do they do that? Well, they can engage very easily on Facebook Live or on YouTube. There's a chat function, and I'm monitoring that. So if you want to just type in your questions and comments, I will see them. And if you're going to, um, if you have your cell phone handy, you can also text us these questions and comments. And the number to do that is 480-389-4974. It's on the banner behind my head, if you forget. (laughs) And if you are watching after the fact, we still want your comments and your questions. And so you can email them to us at media at beatitudeschurch.org. So there's a text throughout the Old Testament. I mean, I'm sorry, there are texts throughout the Old Testament Mm-hmm. And even in the New Testament that talk about loneliness. And I think you've chosen one for us in particular this morning. I have. It's from the Old Testament, um, from the Psalms, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. So um, I invite everyone to listen. Um, there are going to be cues of anguish and loneliness. So just listen for those words and those emotions. This is Psalm 142. And it's um, a mass kill of David. A mass kill is probably a literary or a musical term. Yeah, some people actually think that this could have been sung. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, very easily. It would be a sad song, though. It is a sad, sad song. (laughs) So when he was in a cave, this is also a prayer. Maybe we should have Brett kind of underscore that. And if you want to break out into music, you could. (laughs) Something very sad. (laughs) Gilbert and Sullivan, (laughs) alone again, maybe. (laughs) So it goes like this. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. 
No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. It is said that humans can survive three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food, and according to Survivor lore, three months without companionship. Now, whether true or not, what's clear is that people need people. And during this pandemic, many of us have gained personal knowledge of this truth and have experienced it to varying degrees. For honest, loneliness is a complicated emotion. It can appear in a wide variety of ways within ourselves. You can even feel lonely in a really crowded room. Loneliness is the state of distress or discomfort that results when one perceives a gap between what one desires for social connection and one's actual experience of that connection. Loneliness has to do with feeling as if you were cut off from other people, that no one is concerned about you, that you are somehow beyond the reach of another person's love and caring. Loneliness has been a part of Homo sapiens for a long, long time. In fact, it's a common theme within the biblical tradition. One of the psalmists saying, I am like a lonely bird on the housetop. The author of Ecclesiastes penned, woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Another biblical hero confessed, I looked for pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. And then from the text that was read earlier today, there's another plaintive plea. 
no one cares for me. So we may feel lonely, but if you do, know that you are not alone in those feelings. What's interesting is that the feeling of loneliness can occur throughout life and in all of its different stages. For example, a young person. For them, there is the matter of finding one's own sense of self, of breaking away from parental dependence, and then of facing decisions of lifelong import. This is a lonely affair a good bit of the time. And we know that this pandemic has exacerbated the loneliness for many young people. At the other end of the spectrum are those who are declining in years. How many times some older person has observed, of what use am I? Who, who cares about me, really? My greatest fear is not death. It is that I shall become dependent, useless, taken care of, maybe, but not really cared for. So perhaps it's the middle years that, that are exempt from this period of loneliness. But that doesn't seem to be always true. One woman said, My husband and I have gotten about everything we had once hoped for. But now the kids are gone, and we've spent so much time just getting that we don't quite know what to do with one another any longer. I can't speak for my husband, but I really feel rather lonely even when I'm with him. Humans need each other. We need each other to fill the void within us. Surely the ancient word of the biblical writer got it right when he said, it is good that man should be not be alone. Therefore, I will make a helper fit for him. So the simple fact may, may be this. Existential loneliness is every person's experience. Every person's way of hearing the divine whispering, this, this is what makes you human, your need for other people. There's a sad commentary of the human condition of loneliness in the classic film entitled The Pawnbroker. It is a story of unrelieved tragedy, of a Jewish man whose whole agony is summed up in the words, I did not die. But everything he loved did die. For he is a Jewish refugee from Auschwitz, whose lovely wife was torn from him and abused and killed, and whose beautiful children were made gifts to a monstrous, monstrous incinerator. 
this agony that he experienced was so unbearable that he was never thereafter able to open his heart to another human being. He could not again expose himself to the vulnerability, the possibility of hurt. And so he closed himself away from people, that is, from entering into any type of genuine human encounter. But because he could not expose himself to the danger of further hurt, neither was he open to the gift of healing and of help and of hope. There's one scene in particular in which a woman social worker holds out her hand to him and her whole countenance seems to say, take, take hold, you, you need me and I need you. And just for a fleeting instant, you suppose he just might take hold but then the agony returns, the searing memories, the, the terrible hurt, and he draws back and he crawls back into the cave of his lonely isolation. So where in all of this is the good news, which is supposed to be characteristic of Christianity? Well, for one thing, and as strange as it may seem, the very sensation of loneliness which we all experience is a gift because it keeps saying to us, you are human, you need others. It's like some inner fire alarm we have our human moods to alert us to the requirements for staying alive. And it is a gifted person who understands pain and especially the pain of loneliness. And that pain, it is an invitation to come alive, to be human, to learn and to grow. But alas, the, the pawnbroker, he could not relax. He could not become open. He tried furiously to manage and control his own emotions, to hold in check every human feeling against the possibility of further hurt. And yet the pawnbroker would not hear his own terrible loneliness crying out to him, this, this pain that you are feeling is what makes you human. It makes you realize that as a human, you need others. Now contrast the movie of the pawnbroker with the novel entitled The Captain. The hero of the book is a captain of an ocean-going tug, the largest in the world. But the captain had lost his ship in military action. He had to report that loss to the owner, an old man for whom this particular ship was his pride and joy. In reporting the loss, the captain ponders, 
and were allowed to hear his thoughts. I felt a chill of loneliness, for he was not mourning men, but a ship. And although we had both loved her, the moment had come to forget about her and remember the men. Now, it, it, it would be really easy right now to slip off into the mere sentiment, repeat that time-worn formula, love everybody and remember that God loves you and you will no longer be lonely. Well, doubtless, there is much truth even in cliches, else they wouldn't be called cliches. But there's more to this. The possibility of genuine life. A genuine life is living an exposed life being open to persons, being vulnerable, and then being willing to care for other people. And it's true that as you make yourself vulnerable to others, there is the, part of, there is the possibility of hurt. And there's also the possibility of healing. Being open with other individuals means that there is the possibility of feeling despair. And there is also the possibility of feeling hope. And if there is loneliness, there's the reality that there is a true possibility for also genuine life. So we are called. We are called as humans to reach out to others and allow others to reach out to us, to care for one another and to allow others to care for us, to meet God in every person and allow God to be seen through us. In essence, we are called to be fully human.
Thank you, Brett. That was awesome, as usual. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks so, for having me back. Yeah, we're so glad you could be here. In fact, we're actually actually going to bring you in on the conversation now, if you're willing to chime in. Well, I hope I have something to contribute. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this was a tough subject, I'll have to say. Yeah, I think it was a little bit different in that we were dealing with emotions. Yeah. Rather than just uh, the intellect. Plus, I did watch The Pawnbroker. You did. I, I did. I only watched about the first five, ten minutes of it, and then I ran out of time. It so, didn't get uh, any better, <laughs> I have to say. As far it's... What was your... What, what did you think about it? What was your thoughts? So sad. It's really a tragic story. <laughs> Is it kind of a... Compared to the... Did you ever see Schindler's List? Yeah. So compared to that, how did it... I, it's, you still walk away at the end like, oh. <laughs> there's got to be hope somewhere. So did you, as you experienced the loneliness of this character, mm -hmm. did it, did you feel lonely at all? Oh, yeah. It evokes despair like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so for those of you who might be experiencing loneliness right now, don't go see the movie or don't. I mean, it, it's on you Amazon know, Prime, right? It's on Amazon Prime. It is free. And it actually was um, a good tragedy but yeah you're gonna have to so in what way was it good for you approach it that way yeah but how was it good for you then what did um, you what did you walk away with with gratitude for my life <laughs> not being that but not pathetic. being that for, yeah <laughs> no i i really had a sympathy for him saul was um completely closed off i mean i've never ever seen someone mm that was able to not reach like when, when the social worker you talked about, it reaches out her hand yeah. for you just waiting for him, for him to grab it. And she doesn't. And then, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's the tears coming yes. down Janelle's eyes. <laughs> Please help him. But you know, I, I go back to what you had said. If existential loneliness is every person's experience. Yes. Here you go. Ready? Yeah. What about the atheist? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Are they never lonely? I mean, if they... Oh, no, like no. It's among, every person's. It's every person. If you're on a deserted island, I'm thinking of that movie with Tom Hanks, yes. Castaway. No human beings, just a volleyball. Yes. If you saw the movie. Yes, I did. Okay. So there's Brit, no... did you see the movie? I did. Yep. Okay. Okay. So there's no other human beings with him. Right. What... You're saying you know, we need each other. Correct. But we also need God. Well. Don't we? Um, well, I mean, the easy answer would be to say yes. Yeah. Right? That would be the easy answer. But then I think of atheists. Well, first of all. What are you, an atheist on an island? Well, you have Wilson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which but is that's really. That's the name of the volleyball if you haven't seen the movie. But, but to me, um, and I would love to hear your take on this too, Brett, but for me. The what he does with that volleyball is really powerful. He makes it look human. Yeah, he does. He he, he gives it he gives it. it even hair. Yeah, right. And he gives it a facial appearance, and yeah. so it almost becomes another another being being that he can experience. Right. Yeah, what? it's definitely a sounding board for him. You know, it's a great way to get your thoughts out and see what you're right. really thinking. Sometimes you'll say something to someone else that you won't say inside your head. So I think that's, you know, nice to hear it out loud. Right. To hear your own voice and to use your own voice 
to make that connection. And I think that's why when you mentioned the atheist, I, I'm going to build off of what you just said, Brad, is that for an atheist, I have read a fascinating article this week. What? An atheist that believes in prayer. Because prayer to of who? To what Brett just said. Okay, the explain. The ability to just get your thoughts out there. Yeah. To be able to communicate. And if that is in your mind to something outside and beyond yourself, mm -hmm. you don't have to call it God. You can call it um, a force or, or some kind of something external of oneself, some kind of yeah. being, a volleyball. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden, now, you, like you said, you have a sounding board. You have a way of connecting with something beyond yourself. Right. Okay. So, um, but is it enough to have other human connectedness or do we need more? So, Tony and Brett, you too, fill in the blanks. Okay. Or the blank. Spiritual loneliness can only be filled by Brett <laughs> spiritual connection maybe spiritual connection okay yeah i would I, man i'll go with Brett i'll go by, with Brett for 100 so <laughs> no it's a game i game show now no i think you're right i think there's this sense of connection which which i think loneliness can come in in different ways it is as I, and that was my main focus here was on connecting with other beings because from an evolutionary perspective, mm -hmm. that's the only way you, they survive, you would be able to survive. Yeah. You exactly. need other people. You need other Absolutely. people. But when you continue that and now all of a sudden you don't have to worry and spend the majority of every single day just making sure that you have something to eat and that you have safety. Right. Once all of those needs are taken up, it frees a great deal of, of person's time. And then when that takes place, you start thinking. Yes. And that's where I think connection also with oneself. Hmm. More than what? just to be willing to just sit with oneself. And mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between feeling lonely mm -hmm. and feeling connected with oneself. Oh, yeah. Because loneliness comes with not feeling a sense of connection. And that connection can come from other people, but it also can come from oneself. Now, I'm not saying that you, we do, as human beings don't need connection with other people. We do. That's, we do. <laughs> that's necessary. Yes. I, that I believe in. But it's the greater sense of feeling this sense of connection also and comfort and being comfortable to be able to comfort oneself. Okay. So um, you kind of touched on it. What, what can we do for loneliness? What kind of things would you suggest for somebody that's sitting in their house yeah. after nine, ten months, or it's a year now, of <laughs> social isolation? Well, I think one of the things to think about is the possibility of, of finding a connection with yourself again, and that is by... Let's say you live by yourself, as you mentioned, and you can't yeah. get out. Mm -hmm. It's connecting with yourself by trying something different, trying something new. Oh, like a different hobby? You a mean? different hobby, a different interest, investing yeah. yourself into maybe digitally, I mean, not virtually taking a, a guitar class. 
with Brett? I mean, because you're doing that. You did for a while, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd been giving guitar, uh, virtual lessons since way before the wow. pandemic. Wow, really? even before the pandemic. Well, yeah, for years before the pandemic with people who just couldn't make it into my office, but, you know, were serious about classical guitar specifically. And yeah. you know, a lot of rural America, a classical guitar teacher can be hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nice. And see how lucky we are to have him actually I with know. us here. I know. <laughs> I'm, I think you're. I think you're right, Brett, is that but there has got to be a difference even for those who – well, let me ask you. As a teacher, mm -hmm. what is the difference that you feel doing something virtually by versus if you actually ended up meeting that person and were able to teach them physically present with each other? Sure. I, you know, I think there's a lot of disconnect online for sure. Yes. Yeah. I've had recently a lot of my younger piano students uh, who their parents have been getting vaccinated, have been coming back into mm -hmm. their home. And, you know, the difference, everybody's been very great about putting up with online lessons and trying to explain in measure 47 this particular note. But I had a, a little kid hit the nail on the head this past week when I just pointed to a note and he was like, oh, my goodness, you just pointed. That was so fast. <laughs> we made so much progress so fast. That was five minutes of conversation done in half oh. a second. You know? wow. So it's really, really nice to get back and to really be able to see, you know, the rest of the family that becomes part of your kind of larger community. And so yeah. it's not just the student. It's, you know, the student's life around it and yeah. their family and their right. friends and getting to know more about their interest by being you know, next to them in their home. There's yeah. a lot about a person that you pick up from being in their vicinity, especially in their space. Yeah. Right. I it, can attest to that. We have a piano teacher that's been with us for over 10 years and he really is like a part of our family now. He's Absolutely. there once a week and yeah, it it's just, like clockwork, you know, you, yeah. you just, these people become a part of your life. Definitely. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's one of the things that people can do is they can find another interest. And I think Brett just talked about is you can also find a sense of connection with other people through technology, but yeah. there's, man, there's a fine line on that one because right. individuals have experienced a great deal of loneliness because of social media. Right. Like they say the millennial generation is the most connected and the most disconnected yes. at the same time. Yes. And, that, and I think that's the difference between being able to be in a room full of people and feel yeah. alone yeah. or going and sitting in an airport and watching people and mm -hmm. feeling connected with them. Yeah. I think there's this this mindset is when you realize this connection that you have found with yourself, then is a connection that you can also have with another human being. It happened to me just earlier this if week. You're vulnerable. To yeah, that. exactly. And that's where Saul as the pawnbroker isn't. He must not. Yeah. And I think I, I was at the gym the other day and I, I was resting in between um, sets. One set it, or two. Uh, I think it was like on the 18th set. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Just make it sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the pump going on and everything, right? And um, and then all of a sudden, as I, I was resting, I was watching these people go by. And I thought to myself, I, I wonder what they're thinking. Hmm. I wonder what they're feeling. I wonder what's going on in their life. And I know that whatever it was, at some point in my life, yeah. I had felt the exact same thing. 
And I think that's where you can feel connection. Without I would assume in a gym it was probably, gosh, I should probably do more weight. Or <laughs> it's I've got to burn more calories because of what I right. ate or drank last night. But being able to to yeah connect like that and know and realize that you're not alone. Right. So I think there is though that's another way of dealing with loneliness. The other one too is looking for authentic relationships. Yes. Yeah. I have seen I have experienced so many relationships superficially. Right. You know, it's a, it's a it's a group of, you know, seven or eight people getting together or going out to eat. Mm-hmm. And it's just this small small talk. Small talk that's going on. Right. And it's it's great. Right. But the I do I, and I'm an introvert. Even though despite my job, I am an introvert. <laughs> and where I find what really gives me energy, yeah, is when I have the opportunity to to talk a little bit at a deeper level with people. Right. And then feel this authentic connection. And I think that's where individuals are so fortunate to have a couple people in their lives beyond their immediate family. Yes. And that, that goes back to what you asked me at the beginning of the show. Yes. I went out last night with two of my really good friends and I didn't feel because we were authentic. Yeah. We we're set and I'm blessed to have that authenticity. But I know what you're talking about. The the superficial level. Yes. And sitting in the room and feeling like, hmm, am I really connecting with these people? Yeah. And I don't even think sometimes it happens, as you said, consciously. Yeah. But I think a lot of times it's subconsciously. And we can mm. actually, for some people, you walk, for for an extrovert, they can walk away from that feeling energized because they just enjoy the sense of being around people. Yeah. But then I think there's those other people that find that deeper sense of connection with those deeper conversations, those, those conversations that maybe are a little bit more vulnerable. And that goes back to what you were saying, being able to be yeah. vulnerable. You have to be open to that. Yeah. Brett, what about yeah. you? Um, do you find your sense er- yourself ever, and if you don't want to answer, you can just say pass, but do you ever find yourself with a sense of feeling lonely in a group of people or? Mm, I think definitely depending on the situation. I think, you know, what you mm-hmm. said about authenticity means a lot to me personally, which is one of the reasons I became an artist. I mm. used to, yeah. you know, I played guitar my whole life, but I used to work in a middle management at a fortune 500 company and just mm. spent all day having small talk with people you would not want to see outside of the office right. and 60 hours a week that your whole life is just yeah. superficial. So I really wanted to do something where I could be myself, talk about things I cared about, things yeah. I was actually passionate about. And, you know, the authentic life for me, you know, even though it took many years of going back to school and getting retrained has been so much more rewarding. Being right. able to have authentic conversations with interesting people who come in to take music lessons and, you know, meet people out as I'm playing gigs. It's and actually get to be myself as opposed yeah. to a company man is, is so much better. Something about yeah. living your own life, your own way, just makes it that much better. Yeah. And I think some individuals are able to find a, that believe in God or a God can find a deep sense of connection. That's another way of dealing with loneliness is finding a a sense of connection with something that is beyond you. And it goes again, back to what Brett was saying and also what is depicted in uh, the movie uh, with Wilson. um, Castaway. 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 Yeah. Is that, because God cannot be seen, 
in some ways it makes it a little bit more difficult to to use that as a way of connecting. Yeah. But I think for some people, prayer verbally or in their thoughts is a way of connecting if that reality of God is very real to them, then it can create this sense of connection and not feeling lonely. For other individuals who struggle with this idea that God is there, kind of this um, invisible being out there, and yeah. if they struggle with that, another way of finding a sense of connection beyond yourself is through meditation and in mm -hmm. silence. Because that takes a, you into a space of almost a void, this, this emptiness. And it is in the midst of that that one can often experience something mystical. Wow. Something beyond that, beyond words. Yeah. It's this encounter. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, um, Brett. You're, do you have a partner married in your life? Or? Yeah, been married for just over seven years now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And Janelle, I know, is married. Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. The majority of married people mm -hmm. sleep together. Yes. Well, I'm assuming. I do. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> fun fact, and this has, and I'll come back to the point I was making, but fun fact, did you know that the first couple that was actually shown on TV sharing the same bed, because it used to be not allowed. Lucy and I love Ricky. Lucy, yeah. No, yeah. no. No, they had separate beds separate there. Beds. Yeah, yeah but then they eventually show, yeah. had one. Right. No, it, was, it wasn't them. There was someone before them. Before them? Before them. Oh, oh I'm curious now. The Flintstones. Oh, right. Be because, right. because they were not <laughs> human beings, they could be drawn in the same bed together. Wow. But when you think about it, like when my wife is gone uh -huh. and I'm sleeping in that bed alone, yeah. I'm literally asleep, right? But there's something about missing that. It creates this void within me. This, uh, yeah. In some ways, an experience of loneliness. And yet when we're sleeping together, I'm asleep. I'm not the majority of the night. I'm not even aware of her, but right. there's something about it. And that's why I think that many people can experience something beyond themselves. And we can call it God mm -hmm. that we can feel connected to even when we're not aware. verbally or intentionally praying. And I think the yeah. other way that we can feel this sense of God Hmm. that deals with loneliness mm -hmm. is our connection with other people. And in those moments yeah. where you really have this authentic sense of there's, you're getting what they're about and they're getting what you're about yeah. and you're authentically communicating with each other. I think that. And it's been trying this year when that can only be done on the phone or through zoom or Right. And I, time. and I think that's why we're fortunate that we have been able to come out of uh, the winter where we've been able to be outside more and experience that. True. Where okay. now, now we're going into our summer winter. Our yeah. Reverse cabin fevers, I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's where it becomes just the opposite, that it's going to become a little bit more challenging. But we're very thankful that we're able to have... Uh, the vaccinations to help us through that. And air conditioning. And air conditioning, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think for those of you who 
are experiencing loneliness right now in your life, um, I would encourage you to try some of these things. The other thing you can do is, is Google. Literally, that's what I did earlier this week is I Googled mm. how to deal with loneliness. Yeah. And one of my favorite websites is Psychology Today. And I know there are some individuals would say, well, you know, that's just fluff psychology. Well, with my mental um, intellect, when it comes to my understanding of psychology, sometimes that's the most I need. <laughs> just a little fluff. <laughs> just a little bit of fluff. But I think there's some great ways that you can connect um, through the Internet oh, sure. to information that can help you with loneliness. And the other one that I would close with is do something for someone else. Yeah. They have shown that there's actually, when people are lonely, mm -hmm. that for extended period of time, that it actually creates this craving inside of your body yeah. that is similar to being hungry. Huh. And when you do something for someone else, yeah. you... It's almost as if you're eating the sense of you've met this craving. Yeah. And so giving financially to someone that is in help mm -hmm. or a cause that you believe in uh, to reach out and call someone to write a note or to yeah. write a letter or send an email, yeah. you know, waving a, a neighbor or just a small chat, small e things. even though it may be superficial it still can help with that sense of loneliness. So doing yeah. something for other people can really make a difference. I like that. So I would encourage you this week, if you're feeling loneliness, look for ways to be able to take care of yourself. Self-care, very important, but also to care for others because that's what it means to be fully human. I agree. Well, Janelle, our time has come to an end. Wow, that went fast. It did. And we're getting ready for... Uh, and I don't feel lonely. I didn't feel lonely before and I still don't feel lonely. I still don't feel lonely. Good job. Well, I, I do feel a little intimidated by you. By me? Yeah. For those of you who are actually watching this on video, um, you're not going to be able... If you're not, you're not going to be able to see it. But um, I'm, I'm about 6'1", and Janelle is... Five, four and a half. Five, four and a half. Sometimes on a good day, five and three quarters if she ate some good food ahead of time. Um, <laughs> but yet, if you're watching this right now, notice that in some ways I'm almost looking at, up at your eyes. <laughs> She's taller than I am. And I feel like now I've shrunk. And so <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> 
We're now eye to eye, eye to eye. level, yes. same plane. Yes, yes yeah. I see you. Yeah, I see you. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> so we are going to be doing this again the first Sunday. Yes, and the third. The first and third Sunday of May. And so we welcome you back to hope you will join us again. Yeah. And again, if you're listening to this, uh, you might be driving your car. You may be working out. You may be um, walking, whatever you're doing. I want to offer you a blessing. Uh, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to stop. Continue doing what you're doing. And But I want you to receive this blessing in your mind and in your spirit. That you would be blessed with a sense of serenity to feel whatever it is you're feeling right now. And if one of those major feelings is loneliness, that you just become completely aware of it. And then I also want to bless you with a sense of courage. Courage that you will take the steps that you can take if you are feeling lonely. The courage to be vulnerable to other people, to be open and be willing to share a part of yourself with another human being, to find that sense of authentic connection. And then last of all, I pray that you would be blessed with a spirit of love. You know, that love is in you. And when you've allowed yourself to experience that love for yourself, you actually create more of an opportunity to make love real for another human being. Have a great week and stay safe out there. Bye, everyone.